Well, good morning. I just saw that my file got corrupted after I've been sitting here talking for 11 minutes, which is really, really, really shitty. Very, very, very unhappy. <laughs> um, okay, well, I'm going to try to go into the same amount of detail as I did before, but it's kind of frustrating. Um, first thing I want to mention is this is going to include the previous episode because I recorded that basically in the middle of the night um, breathing into the mic and I I don't know it doesn't do it justice it's part of a many of a many episode dream I'll just put it that way um yeah so I'm gonna go in chronological dream order like the the way they happened um which is foreshadowing about something else um basically I was a nurse and I was working in this big extravagant mansion um, which is a set from a previous, like, many previous dreams. Basically, it's always a big, big, like, 20-foot-tall, like, uh, per-room house. Um, and it holds a lot of people. Um, sometimes it's been a, um, like, an elderly home facility. What are those called? Uh, assisted living homes. Um, sometimes it's just been a big castle, and I don't know what it is today. Um, I want to say it's a big empty house with one person that lives there. Um, so basically I'm just doing my job. I'm setting up or cleaning a dining room table in this massive room. Um, but I'm not seeing, I'm not me in, in this situation. Like I know over there is the me that is the character. Um, but I'm looking at me from a third party and there's a chandelier above where I'm working and not everything and not all the candles were lit. So, uh, the light doesn't extend to where I am and I'm kind of on like a higher area looking down and over at this chick who's just cleaning and whatever. And she's in a, uh, like, like a, a pink maid's dress with a white apron um she's definitely latina um and that was it that was all from that person's point of view and then it switches back to now me the latina woman doing the the, the chores or whatever and something happens someone comes along and there's like a game show thing and i remember that there was numbers and basically there are always in in the thousands so it was one thousand two thousand up to six and then there was some sort of like arbitrary math problem that picked numbers within those thousands. And I just kept thinking, no, 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 not me. Just, I just want to do my job. Just, just stop. Just let me do my job cleaning this place. And of course I get picked. Of course. Okay. Sorry. People came downstairs. Um, so where was I? Okay, so yeah, it became a game show and it was just like, oh my God, please just let me do my job. I just don't. Just don't pick me. You guys can do whatever. I just don't want to deal with it because I have work. Um, and of course, because I'm the main character, I got picked. And I remember I'm just generally like annoyed at this whole situation. And it starts out by um, giving a tour with these two other women who also um, were selected. And they were kind of like um, the Truman Show, where they're like a little bit 50s and way too freaking happy to be there. Um, so yeah, they were just huge smiles wearing 
these weirdly colorful outfits. Um, and they're just way too fucking happy to be there. And then the show host was almost on the level of, um, the lady from Hunger Games. Um, just a little bit less, a little bit less makeup and outfit, but same personality. Um, and then me, I am a maid who's just upset and thinking in Spanish and I do not know Spanish. So it was just general tone, um, with garbledy words to me, but I can gather that I was upset. Um, and so the tour goes and it's showing the rooms and then we go up this kind of like inconspicuous elevator and we enter into this beautiful room. Um, basically the, the walls were all kind of like, imagine a pink paisley tie, that fabric where part of it is slightly shiny and some of it's matte. And when you, when the light goes over, it, it makes a beautiful pattern. Um, it was that just all of the walls in this square room with a unimportantly colored floor. And, um, from where we are, there's beautiful crown molding up top. That's white. The walls are all this pink fabric. Um, I remember thinking, oh, it looks like a place Jeffy Star would live. And I hope he steals this idea because I really want to see it in real life. Um, but basically there's, uh, these big kind of, I don't even to call them like they're, they're almost like movie theater curtains where they have like those bunches at the top. And then it's a really, really, really thick fabric that falls. And then the two kind of meet together and make a closed area, but you can split it in the center, um, to show the other areas, but there's not like there's no track. So it moves. It's just, there's fabric coming from the ceiling and you can move it if you want to see farther. Um, and they're talking about it and they're like, Oh, this is where the master comes to observe or something more for foreshadowing. Um, and when they opened it on that side, um, you look out and you see kind of like the atrium of where, of the mansion where like people are welcomed in, but they're like, okay, please wait here while I go get X person. Um, so it's kind of the place where people just sit there and wait that are not allowed to go free roaming around the mansion. So that was creepy. It's on like the second story and it's just kind of in a dark corner. Like the, the place was not well lit. There was just candelabras and chandeliers. Um, and since they are so high, they, they kind of, they light in a bubble, but the place has corners. So they, um, okay. Okay. I'm so sorry. Um, on a personal note, my dog figured out how to open the back gate and I could have swore he just got out. Um, we put stuff in place to not let him do that, but he's, he's too smart. Anyway, so I thought he got out, but the boyfriend just came back home. Anyway, okay. Um, so, yeah, okay, they're, they're observing, or that's where he just observes people, and that's super creepy. Um, and then they open up the other side, and where I am standing as they open that is the same spot I saw from the first point of view. Um, so I'm looking down, and it's this big room in, in a, in the separate, not separate, in like, on one half is a big dining room table and, um, it's clean cause duh, I just did that. And I remember like, it's almost like I had a deja vu moment only I knew that he was watching me from there. 
and that was creepy okay so that was just like an eerie moment and then i think we all leave the house and we kind of like join up with other groups and now we are outside um and my character kind of shifts um i want to say i'm a 20 25 something tall limber blonde woman um just like standard blonde from any tv show that's like 25 28 um and I remember being like, oh, okay, now this is cool. Yeah. Um, and so we're all in a group. And I remember thinking like, oh, there's that dude. I like him. Um, I want to go be his friend. And that was, uh, it was a tall, burly, definitely not 20-something um, man. Uh, his name is Tommy. And he's actually the dude from the Slant of Clarita Diet. Um, the, the, the big bear sniper guy. And, uh, in real life, I'm not into that, but in the dream, I was totally into that. Um, so I go over and I talk and just having a casual chat, not, not doing the whole, oh my God, you're like so hot. Oh my God. No, it was just very like, oh, Hey, you're here too. This is weird, right? Um, just natural conversation and we're chatting. He doesn't seem weirded out by me, which was a good sign. And I remember thinking, yup, that's, that's a good sign right there. Um, and so we were all waiting. And I remember these, uh, these people, the hosts or whatever, uh, they started breaking us up into groups again. And I remember it was me and my two chicks. And then Tommy and these two absolutely gorgeous women. They were just model status only add grunge to it uh just gorgeous and there goes my phone again um so we all kind of get separated i want to say we're in the woods i don't really know but i i know we were in in a section that is dark and basically we're all together in a very small confined space and it was almost like a candle slow strobe light. So imagine that there is this unknown source of warm light that is just moving throughout the room, highlighting some people, and then it goes into shadow. Um, so it was, it's kind of like in those movies where all of a sudden there's a girl there and then she disappears and like sometimes you can just see bodies next to each other. And some sexy shit is happening. Like stuff I would really be into um and basically I remember seeing the two girls and they were together um not my my kind of two friends were just not friends the other people that were in the thing with me um honestly I did not see them I just remember um the 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 two beautiful women uh and Tommy all had this like shiny glint in their eyes um, which at the time I thought sexy. And so I remember the, the like strobe light stuff first. It was just like all of them together, not, not together. It was the two chicks together and then it was Tommy. And then, um, it kind of like didn't pass by their faces and like one minute they have clothes on the next minute they don't. Um, and then one minute, like their hands are places. Um, and it was just like all very like 
almost like PG-13 movie. Like, they never show anything, but they give the greatest illusion that something was happening. Um, I remember seeing a very, very strong man's back and chest and arms. Then there's these just beautiful women that have, like, you know, the gorgeous curves, especially in candlelight and whatnot. Um, and I, I remember, like, it lit up their faces for a second, and their eyes kind of, like, did the glinty thing. It's almost like, um, like a less creepy version of a cat and their eyes at night. Um, so just, like, a little bit less and white, not that weird yellow-green. Um, and I remember looking, and they're, like their teeth were getting longer. Oh, I forgot to mention this. They were all definitely witches. Um, sorry, this is round two of recordings. I forgot what I mentioned. Yeah, there was witchy shit going on, and we all agreed we were going to go off and do witchy shit. <laughs> um, which, I am Wiccan, and I know that this is not right. Um, my, my dream is not woke. Um, but yeah, no, we were like all going to go into a circle and do some sex magic. And I knew that that was, that is what was happening. So I went into that expecting all of this. And so I just remember their, their teeth being slightly too long. Like they had two canines, just slightly too long. And I was like, oh, that's really sexy though. <laughs> um, Tommy did not have that. Just the two chicks. Um, the two chicks were obviously the focus cause it's really hard to make like a big hairy man look sexy. Um, and also I'm pretty sure in the show, Tommy's more fat than in my dream because Tommy was ripped. It was all muscle. Um, and so, oh, what happened? So it lit up the girls and then it kind of faded to black and it was like, I wasn't looking anymore. It was like my eyes were closed and there were hands doing some stuff and it was great. Uh, there was lots and lots and lots of touching. And I was having the bestest time. And I remember one of the girls, like, had... She, she was, like, holding me from, from the back. Like, her her chest was up against my back. And she was... her Like, she had her arm wrapped around me and holding a boob. This is too much detail. And then her other hand was down doing things. But I was totally still wearing clothes. Once again, PG-13. <laughs> um, and... I was having a great time. And then the little light, like, it's like I opened my eyes and the light was still moving. And I remember looking over and the, um, like it lit up and I saw one of the girls that was in my group and she was definitely dead and she was like sideways and her eyes were open and there was blood all across her beautiful, not beautiful, her very, very bright fifties outfit. Um, and as the light rose higher, there was a female lion with her throat in her mouth, um, with, with the girl's throat in the lion's mouth and the lion's eyes are shining and, um, she has like the blood all over her fur and, um, no, I'm, this is real life lion size, which I think people don't understand how big lions are. So yeah, this is real life lion size. And as the lion makes eye contact with me. Um, she, she drops the girl from like, she was holding her throat and her fangs. And then the girl falls and I can just see the fangs and I'm like connection. And then I turn around and I can feel like the claws in, in my boobs. Um, she let go of the vagina. Thank God. 
Um, and I could feel like the chick moving and I can see like she is changing, obviously shapeshifter, witch lady. And so I book it I'm running and I kind of remember seeing the other chick, um, the other one from my group, um, like, cause we're all in these like weird bubbles of light. So one second I was in the dark, one second I was in the light. And I remember the lady or the lion chick was behind me just running and I was out running a lion cause that's totally realistic. Um, and the other chick caught her attention or something like she ran along the path of the light and she was just highlighted for a good amount of time. So the lion decided to go after her. I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. Um, and then I'm running for a little bit and I hear footsteps and I get like grabbed um, and the, the light is still like whooshing around and, um, I look up and, and it's, and it's Tommy. Oh, also I forgot to mention, uh, the whole previously sexy pic, my mind was in a, in a fog. Like I was being slightly drugged. Like there was just enough something in the air to let my inhibitions go a little bit. But then like life came back and I was all of a sudden like, oh shit. Um, so then it was running. Tommy catches me and I, I get kind of like flipped over so I can see him and he's wearing clothes. Um, and he's, has the slight glint in his eye, no fangs. And he's looking at me and I'm like, Oh shit, I liked you. And then I'm like trying to squirm away and he's trying to hold me. And it was almost like I, I was, it was like I could get away enough to get my, my top half away. But he just kept holding on to my bottom half as we kept going. And like, somehow I, not somehow, but I, I was weirdly into this whole thing. Like, I could just feel hands trying to hold me, just hold different parts of me. Um, sometimes I felt his chest and stuff. It was just, I was into it. Um, and then I don't remember what happened. But he was like, there there was a holding stuff happening. And so I, I don't even know. Somehow I got flipped over and I, I saw him begin the shift to massive uh, male lion. Probably bigger than real life. Um, just huge. And I was like, oh God. And I somehow got away out of clutches and I'm running and I'm running and I'm running. And there's like a jump cut where somehow the lion gets captured and he's kind of on one of those medical tables where his, he's laying on his belly and his two big paws, um, or all of his paws are strapped down. So he's spread eagle. There is this group of people who were hunting these things and they had the, the main head guy had a spear or a staff or like a pitchfork or something. He had something and he stabbed the lion. Lion goes, grrr, is unhappy, but not dead. Um, dude stabs lion again. Lion makes no sound and just kind of wiggles. Um, and then dude's like, huh, that's weird. Stabs lion in the heart or where it should be. Doesn't, doesn't do anything. Um, then what happened? So then he just kept stabbing and I remember kind of understanding that it was changing from lion back to Tommy and it was, it was just very weird. Um, 
and I just remember his like he he wasn't dying he was just being stabbed a lot and it went from this is terrifying yes this animal should die to oh shit it's turning into a human oh shit it's not dying it's just feeling pain that's kind of sad um and I kind of remember like walking up so I was parallel with his neck and head and he's face down at this point into a metal table and I was like oh shit this is like now this is cruel and unusual punishment like we should try to find another way to kill him rather than stabbing um and the head guy then decides to stab his knife into Tommy's throat and spin as it pulled as he pulled it out so there wasn't like a I can see through it hole, but there was definitely like a hole in his throat. Like no one, like I know there's lots of stabbings, but no one could live from that. His spinal column was destroyed, whole thing. And he's still wiggling and not making any sounds. Not wiggle, like not any sounds, just his body's still moving. Like he's still trying to kind of get out. Um, And so then this dude had the bright idea and this is where it kind of like... This is where it turns to nightmare, ironically, is that um, he decides to use his knife and to cut from his forehead back along his skull to the base of his neck and peel apart the, the flesh and hair. So now there's just these two kind of like lumps of flesh on either side of a very, very shiny skull. And then um, the the flesh kind of wiggles and somehow like the eyeball shift and it starts to recreate a face on the other side of uh, Tommy's head and it was like not a human face at this point it was just like like just the muscles and the eyes were mad and I was like oh shit and so then I woke up into another dream so now I am Mimi in this other dream I've woken up and I'm having a freaking panic attack over that because that was a nightmare. Um, and I'm thinking, I'm like, oh God, I really know this Tommy. We are actually friends. That's not how we met for the first time. We've known each other for a bit. And um, we're like, we're friends. We we weren't anything more than that. And now I can just picture all of the the, the touching and I'm very into it. Um, and like see him with the shirt off and the whole thing. And so I'm unsettled and I'm at, um, my, my real family's old house that they bought right before the, right before the crash. So it was big and beautiful. (laughs) Um, and they're having like a pool party or something. They're having a summertime party. I just remember it was summer and everything was bright colors and there was watermelon and pineapples and all that. And I have a swimsuit top and some shorts on and I'm trying to help set up. I'm trying to do stuff, but like my heart isn't in it because I'm just reliving that dream over and over and over again. Um, so me, experienced it then dream me just keeps rethinking about it and it's like she's thinking that there's there's something wrong with her she shouldn't have been into the whole being captured thing um and just she's she's mentally like oh I'm messed up the entire time and so eventually she just gets very like 
is so uneasy she just needs to leave. So she slips out the back, uh, the back gate and uh, decides to go for a run. No shoes or anything. I remember that like out the back gate, it's one of those alleys and it's just dirt and she just starts to run and run. Um, and I remember going through the apartment complex where I grew up, um, just like running around it like I was doing laps. I just went through the parking lot and made a turn. I didn't go inside, didn't go near any of the stuff that I was accustomed to. I just went along the outside because I knew that area. Um, I went down and around a couple of neighborhoods and then I was like, oh, I should probably head home. The family is probably real pissed at me. And while I'm doing that, I'm a little ways away from the house and I pass and I see Tommy's house. And I remember seeing him just sitting there looking how I felt. And so I knock and I come over. I was like, Hey dude, are you, are you okay? Like, I don't feel that great. He's like, I don't either. I had this terrible dream. And we kind of look at each other. And I was like, were you a lion? And he's like, yes. And we kind of had to have that, that agreed upon sexual tension that neither of us knew we shared. If that makes sense. Um, like when all of a sudden two people in a movie figure out that they like each other, but they don't kiss because they're surrounded by family. Um, that was what happened. We were both like, oh shit, you're into me. Oh shit, you're into me. And that was it. And then his family started like, oh, I want to say they were playing charades or something. They were, they were doing a game with a lot of people that they were including Tommy in, but they just never acknowledged I was there. But in my head, they liked me. Like, I knew that they liked me. And they were obviously doing it for a reason. So I just, um, I just was like, oh, shit, they, they don't want me here. Not in a mean way, but just in, like, this was a family time thing. And so I was like, okay, I'll see you later. We'll talk about it. And then I was leaving, and that's when I woke up. Like, real woke up. Um, and I was like, okay, that's, that's cool. I did my little recording. And, um, I'm actually going to stop this one here because it's almost 30 minutes. Um, and this will just be the revised version of the previous episode. And now I'll tell you about the rest of the dream on the next one. You have a great day, guys. Bye.